And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. This is the first sermon for the year 2021. And uh, those of you who are looking, we, we want to welcome you for doing so, for joining us. We appreciate that. Those of you who are here tonight, thank you so much for coming out. Praise the Lord. You know, this past Sunday evening and well into Monday morning, I, I began getting prepared for this evening service. And, and I thought of going to Revelation chapter 16 to continue from where we stopped last week, last year, November. Just wanted to continue talking about, you know, the uh, details of the Great Tribulation. Uh, just get into into the events a little more, and for some reason, I had no peace while I was doing the study and um, the Lord had something better in mind amen and so something I realized I needed also a word of encouragement I needed to hear directly from the Lord, and so fortunately, the Lord led me to a portion of scripture which I think we all need to hear this evening. If you would, please turn your Bibles and open to the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, and I'll read verse 1 to 11. I think we only have time to do verse 1 and 2 tonight, but we'll read the entire account. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 reads, And it came to pass that as the people pressed Upon him, that him is Jesus. They pressed upon him to hear the word of God. As they did, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust him out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. I was told the water has a way of carrying your voice. So I guess the Lord knew what he was doing. Amen. Verse 4 continues. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. How many of you feel like that sometimes? You've just toiled all night and it doesn't make sense to do it over again. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. He said, we've done that all night and we've taken nothing. He said, nevertheless at thy word. Sometimes you need a nevertheless at thy word. Amen. He said, nevertheless at thy word, I will let down the net. Jesus told him to let down the nets. He decided to let down one net. Doesn't that sound like us? And when they, had this, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. It should be anyhow. And their net break. Verse 7 reads, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, when he saw the catch and the miracle, he fell down at, at Jesus' feet. Saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished 
and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had caught. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Isn't that a blessing? And look at their response when they went ashore. And when they had brought their ship to the land, they forsook all and followed him. I would. Peter went ahead and he sold Peter's fishing and associates. He liquidated his assets. Amen. <laughs> Maybe he sold over to his partners and he joined fathers and sons business. Amen. God the Father and God the Son's business. Praise the Lord. He joined after he uh, liquidated his assets. But brothers and sisters, I, I want to share a word with you tonight from the first three verses of this particular chapter. I had to read the entire account because it is so refreshing. Amen. So we are told here, uh, the events recorded here in Luke chapter 5 occurred in a region called Galilee. You, we spoke about Galilee last week. Galilee, anybody remember one of the famous cities in Galilee? We spoke about last month, Nazareth. Nazareth is, is, in, is in Galilee. This happened in Galilee. And um, the Jewish historian Josephus estimated the population of Galilee at the time was about 3 million. At the time Jesus was teaching, 3 million, which allows for the vast size of the crowds that followed Jesus. We are told there that the crowd pressed upon Jesus so much so that he had to get into a boat to, to preach. Amen. A boat became a pulpit. I was told that not every boat is a pulpit, but every pulpit should be a boat. Amen. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> we are told here, it came to pass, verse 1, that as the people pressed upon him, upon Jesus, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. On this occasion, according to verse 1, amen, our Lord Jesus Christ was doing what? He was preaching on a lake, not in a church. He was out in the open preaching. And just to give you some information, an idea of the area where he was, here is some information about the lake. The lake, it was commonly known as the Sea of Galilee. How many have heard about the Sea of Galilee? This is the same lake. John, the apostle, calls it the Sea of Tiberias. It, uh, it was a large freshwater lake, approximately 13 miles, by seven, 13 miles wide by 7 miles long. And it was about 700 feet below sea level. I know we, are not, we do not know the place, but I wanted to give you some dimensions as to the size of the area where Jesus was teaching. And so we are told on this occasion, as on other occasions, according to verse 1, while Jesus was preaching, the crowd responded. And look at the response of the crowd, the crowd's reaction. The Bible said to us that the people, when Jesus preached, pressed upon him to be placed upon, to lie upon. Pressed upon him means to almost lie upon or placed upon. They were right up in his face, as close as arm's length or shorter. That's how, that's how close they were. When Jesus preached, the people responded. Jesus evoked a response in people when he preached that I think every, every person who preached the word of God should. 
We are told here, it would seem that Jesus was almost in danger of being pushed into the lake by the crowd as they surged forward, all of whom were trying to get close to him to hear the word of God. Not to hear tricks, not to hear gimmick, but to hear the word of God. The people were hungry for the word of God, not for anything else, but for the word of God. Jesus did not water down the word. Are you with me, saints? He did not make the word culture soothing, but he gave the word of God exactly as every preacher should give the word of God. Amen? Let me reiterate, saints. What captured the people's attention was Jesus' preaching of the word of God. I know we have a generation now who think that we have to somewhere, somehow water the word down to make it more palatable, but that doesn't change lives. I know some people think, well, you have to make the word, you have to some, somewhere, somehow, sometimes we got to uh, bring in motivational speaking. Sometimes it is good to motivate people, but brothers and sisters, motivational speeches that does not change souls. People don't respond and press upon one another to get to motivational speaking. Amen. The people were listening to Jesus because when Jesus spoke, he spoke the word of God. And when he spoke, they heard literally God speaking to Jesus. How many of you would agree that's good preaching? Good preaching. Amen. Unfortunately, we don't have the tape, the recording. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I would have paid a fortune for that. Amen. I wouldn't mind paying that some good preaching. But from, the reaction, from, but from the reaction of the people, we know that Jesus' preaching was hypnotic and electrifying. One day we'll hear him in heaven, amen? The real preacher of preachers. Let me say this, though. While I was, the Lord brought me to this text, I felt in my spirit God would have me share with us who are here this evening and those of you who are, who are watching this first day of 2021. God wants us to embrace a mindset I'm going to get into. You hear me, brothers and sisters, what the Lord laid on my heart. That same hunger for the word of God we saw here in Luke chapter 5 verse 1 still exists today. That hunger for God's word still exists today. And what will evoke that type of response, what will evoke the pressing upon is the need for preachers to preach the unadulterated God, word of God. The need for sense. We are all in a ministry of reconciliation. The need for sense to be so fully persuaded to become witnesses and not necessarily witness. Are you with me, sense? If we become witnesses, if we realize that we are in the ministry of reconciliation, then we'll take the same approach to preach the word of God. Too many Christians have settled for just handing out a track and running off. I was at Publix about a week and a half ago. And a young man just handed me a track and ran. Think about that. The Bible says that the righteous as what? Bold as a lion. You don't hand a track and run off. But that's what will happen, brothers and sisters, if we are not established in the word of God. Are you with me? The word of God when preached evokes a reaction that nothing else will evoke. Amen? And so for this first Wednesday of 2021, praise the Lord. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to Jesus. The Lord asked me to share this thought with you. If you desire to see a crowd pressing upon, 
If you want to awaken an appetite in others for the things of God, then we must deliver just as Jesus delivered. Are you with me, saints? We have to deliver just as Jesus delivered. Right here in verse 1 is a pattern of excellent service. Hmm? A pattern of excellent service. Left for us here is a model as to how we should deliver excellently for God in 2021. As we go through 2021, as we embark on 2021, brothers and sisters, I submit to you that there is a crowd hungry waiting for the authentic word of God. And if you and I will position ourselves and engage, we can turn this world right side up. Too long have we settled for less. And so God sent me here to tell us tonight, let us start 2021 well. Amen. Let us start 2021 well. This pattern of excellence should be embraced by all Christians in whatsoever capacity we are. Are you a worship leader? Then you should deliver to the point where people press upon you when you deliver. Let me say that again. Are you a worship leader? Are you a worship minister? Are you part of a worship team? If you are, you are a worship minister. And you should sing to the point where people would want to press upon you because you sing the word of God with with such excellence and conviction and such fully been persuaded attitude yeah that's what Jesus that's how Jesus preached I will share some scriptures as to how people reacted they said he doesn't preach like the Pharisees he preached as one with power and authority he knows what he's talking about he's not quoting every other Pharisee Oh no, he's taking time to memorize the word. Yes, glory be to God. My Lord, I give you praise. You know, like I said, let us start 2021 well. Amen? 2020, anybody interested in starting 2021 well? Yes, well, if we are, let us look at the pattern of excellence and let's model after it. Left for us in Luke chapter 5 verse 1. Amen? Now, let's read a few verses to get an idea as to why Jesus was able to evoke that type of response. How many of you are interested in, in, in evoking that type of response as you, go about doing, as you go about doing your service for the Lord? How many of you? All right. Well, let's see from these scripture verses. Let's see if we, if we can glean some information as to why Jesus was so effective to the point where you get people climbing upon one another to hear what you have to say. God, I give you praise. Right here, Acts 10, 38. Can you go to Acts chapter 10, verse 38? It is said, something here is said to us about Jesus. I think every Christian believer should take note of. It says here, how God anointed whom? Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So, number one, Jesus was what? Anointed with the Holy Ghost and power you say well pastor jesus was god i'm happy you said that let's see what first john 2 20 says first john chapter 2 verse 20 says but you have an unction from the holy one and you what know all things is this scripture is that the scripture that scripture for those of you who are saying, well, you know, pastor, you're talking about Jesus. I'm going to show you in a while, Jesus was called a man. And whatever Jesus did, he did it like a man anointed with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me, saints? Don't cut yourself short. 
Many of us Christians, we have a habit for doing that. Amen. We cut ourselves. We cut ourselves short because we do not want to pay the price. Yeah. 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 That's what we Christians do. We cut ourselves short. The Bible tells us here, but you, you Christians, everybody listening here tonight, those of you who are looking this evening and those of you on the radio, you're looking, listening, sorry, if you're on the radio and you are listening, the Bible says in 1 John 2.20, but you have an unction, the word unction here means a special endowment from the Holy Ghost. Are you getting what I'm saying? God is telling us here tonight, those of you who are looking and listening, we have a special endowment from the Holy One and we know all things. Man, we're about, <laughs> you know, the very first time, the very first thing, or let me say the very first response, the immediate response, so to speak, after we hear that is, do I know all things? What is God talking about? Well, God knows better than you. If God says you know all things, don't you say no. Just agree with the program. Amen? Because God is, the Bible is written to your spirit. Yes, in your spirit you know all things. Not in our peanut brain. But in our spirit, which is the spirit of the Son of God. Amen? So we have to learn how to access it. But that's not the point I'm making here tonight. The point is, if you say Jesus was anointed and I'm not, right here the Bible says you are anointed just like Jesus. <laughs> oh glory be to jesus hallelujah at least say ouch say something bless god yeah lord jesus now now how to activate that power is something totally different but the point is it is there and the first the first principle for the first principle for activation is believing it is there the point is many of us don't believe it's there we disagree with god we look at our past circumstances we look at where we are, we look at our bodies, we look at how our spouses treat us, how our family treat us, and based on that, we decide whether or not we have a special endowment, endowment for God. Brothers and sisters, pitiful. Amen? Let us just agree with God. Amen? And as we go along the Christian journey, God will show us how to activate that power. We last Sunday, we saw what happened to Jesus. Amen? The Bible says when he got out of the water, the Holy Ghost came down upon him. Didn't, was it, wasn't he anointed at that time? He was anointed, but he wasn't fooling the power of the Spirit until he left the backside of the desert. He went to activate that special endowment. Lord, I give you praise. Oh, that is why we run the 40-day fast. For some of us, it's 90 days because we want the full activation of that endowment. So one of the steps to activate that is you got to break that body down. Amen? Yeah, you got to keep it under. You got to conquer the body and its appetites and its desires. Amen? Don't let the body rule you. Amen? We got one God and it's not our bodies. <laughs> it's time we say yes, Lord, to the real Lord, which is the Lord of Lords. <laughs> Anyhow, let me move on here. But since I'm so excited tonight to announce to you that you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. And that is one of the reasons why Jesus was able to minister the way he ministered. He operated under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And for those of us who are saying, well, let me give you some more information. For those of us who still disagree that you are anointed like Jesus. I think it is John chapter 12, John chapter 14 verse 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works... You got to see that scripture here. John chapter 14 verse 12, you got it? John chapter 14 verse 12. 
Yeah. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Didn't we say the first step to activate is believing? He that believeth on me, the works that I do. And the works that I do, you shall do what? Also, and greater works than these shall you do. Why? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jesus is saying, I'm leaving and things are going to get really bad. <laughs> Ooh, but you've got the power to correct that thing. Since you got to believe that, especially in these last days, these coronavirus days. Are you with me, sins? You got to know that you're anointed like Jesus Christ. The same special endowment Jesus had. We have it. I didn't say so. The Bible said so. So I'm asking those of you who are looking, those of you who are listening, and those of us who are here to agree with God. Oh, hallelujah. It'll make your life easier. It'll make the Christian life easier. Amen. Let's see what else he said about Jesus. So one, we know that he's anointed. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Last week we saw when he left the wilderness after 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says he came out in the power of the spirit. Woo, Lord, we give you praise. Can you imagine what's going to happen in here after 40 days? When we all come out in the power of the spirit and some of us 90 days, look out. I'm excited about it already. Just talking about it, amen? Glory be to Jesus. Those of you who are contemplating on getting on the fast, you're too late. You should be on the fast already. Amen. You should be on the fast already. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Also, we are told here, praise the Lord, in Luke chapter 4. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Quickly, let's, I'm just reading a few comments made about Jesus' preaching so we can understand exactly why the crowds were climbing upon one another to hear what he had to say as they, they surged forward in one union. It says here, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Jesus went back home to Nazareth and he went to the temple. The Bible says he went to the temple as was his custom. I, so which means he's been going to the temple from the time he was a boy. Let me see that again. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? He went back to the temple as was his custom. Can you say he went to church as was his custom? Yeah. Yeah. He went to church. That's the interpretation. He went to church <laughs> as was his custom. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we are told here he was given the book of prophet Elijah. He, Isaiah, sorry. And when he had opened the book, he found where it was written. Now hear me, brothers, and hear me carefully, brothers and sisters. Jesus went back home to the temple. The very place he sat, from the time he was three, four, five, they started grooming them. And the scripture says, they gave him the book of, they gave him the scroll of Isaiah. Listen, Isaiah. Listen carefully. The book of, of Isaiah is not like the one we have today where you have book, chapter, verse. It was just a scroll. So you must be very familiar <laughs> with the scripture to know where to find exactly it's written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. What am I saying? I'm saying that he was very familiar with scripture. Glory be to God. Are you getting my point? It was a scroll. 
It didn't have Isaiah chapter 1, 2, 3, 4 and verses. No, just a scroll. And immediately when they handed him the scroll, he knew exactly where to go. Another point why Jesus was so effective. He was very familiar with scripture. He wasn't looking for Isaiah in the New Testament. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was familiar with scripture. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this, brothers and sisters, because of what's going on. It's 2021. Many of us, we are behind on our dreams. God has given many of us dreams. And now and then, the thing God has given us flashes across our mind as an, as an unattainable ideal. Have you ever had such a good thought when it flashes across your mind? You say, no. I don't know about you, but it has happened to me. Well, that is God telling you why you were born. But because of where we are and the challenges and life itself took a toll on us, we say impossible. Further, pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves further from God, flashing across our mind why we were born. I stood up here, December 2012, right here. We were renting a classroom at one of the colleges here in Tallahassee. I was told of this building in October 2012. I would not come here because I knew we were not able to, <laughs> at the college where we were renting, we barely made four or $500 a month. Here, thousands. So I would never come here. They said, Pastor, we found the building. I wouldn't come here because I'm afraid. I know it's my money. So my eyes on the money, not on the word. But I've grown since, amen? Glory be to Jesus. So I'm afraid. So I finally came here after pressuring me over and over. I came here and I stood up here. And I said, impossible. My heart wanted it. My heart saying, yeah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. But what came from my mouth was, it is impossible to get this building because where we are, we're making next to nothing. Amen? Over a series of events, we came here. And I'm cutting it short because I want to talk about what I came here to talk tonight. Amen? But what I'm saying is, brothers and sisters, it is late. Many of us know what God has called us to do, and we cannot do it by ourselves. It's time to stop playing games. That's what I'm saying. To realize you cannot do what you were born to do on your own. Like Jesus, you need to be anointed. You need to know that and accept that. Like Jesus, we got to be familiar with the scripture. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So that when we deliver, folks will be climbing upon themselves upon one another upon one another to receive what we have to deliver, because it's from God. It's the word of God. Are you get what I'm saying? And this is the year to start. Start right this year. This is the year to start. 2021. Don't go out. <laughs> Not fully persuaded anymore. This is the year. To go out. Fully loaded. Oh God we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Amen. So this model is left here for us. And I am begging you brothers and sisters. Listen to what else was said about Jesus. There were two disciples in Luke chapter 24, verse 31 to 32. Luke chapter 24, verse 31 to 32. Two disciples left Jerusalem the very afternoon Jesus was crucified on their way to Emmaus. Emmaus was a, a small city on the peripheral of Jerusalem. They were walking that night. Jesus joined them. And when they reached in Emmaus, Jesus behaved like he was continuing on. Mm -hmm. And they asked him to come. Come dine with them because it was late. And we are told here as they were in the house, they broke bread. They brought wine and broke bread. And this is what happened as they broke bread. As they broke bread, verse 31 said to us, and their eyes were 
opened and they knew him. They recognized it, was Je- recognized it was Jesus and he vanished out of their sight. But this is what they said. Listen to what they said. And they said one to another, didn't our hearts burn within us when he talked with us by the way and why he opened to us the scriptures? Isn't that amazing? They said, when Jesus was preaching, my heart wanted to leave my chest cavity. (laughs) That's what anointed preaching does. And I'm here tonight to ask us, brothers and sisters, as we go out in 2021, embrace this model left for us. Amen? If you're here tonight, whatever ministry you're in, and I'm asking you, find out if you do not know what area of service you are in the body of Christ. I want you to find out and go after it. I think we are given a list of services here. I'll just mention it quickly before we come to an end. In Ephesians chapter, let's go to, not Ephesians chapter 3, but let's go to um, Romans chapter 12. A list of services given to us in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. For those, for those of us who are here tonight and then, you know, we were wondering, Father, you know, what, what's my area of giftedness? Romans chapter 12 verse 6, you got it? Having gifts then, deferring, according to the grace that is given to us, where the prophecy, let us prophesy, according to the proportion of faith, I'm going through some gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And as we go through the gifts, those of you who are here, I want you to identify from here what gift you may have. And that's not all the list, that's not an accomplished list of gifts, but as we go through here, I want you to just think and ask God, is that my gift? 12, verse 6. Having then gifts, deferring according to the grace that is given to us. In other words, the gift that you have, that I have, we didn't get it because of our position, because of our status in life. We got it because of God's grace. We didn't get it because of our educational status, because of the family we belong to. Amen? It is according to the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And so he went on to list the gifts. Was the first gift listed? Prophecy. He said, if your gift is prophesying, prophesy excellently. Do it like Jesus would preach. Do it to the point where people will press upon one another to hear what you have to say. And by the way, let me just say that prophecy, he said, do it in proportion to our faith. And this is what it means. God may give us something to say to an individual or to a church body that stretches our faith. Amen. Uh, if we can prophesy in faith and, uh, and, uh, and trust God, trust that God has really spoken to us, then we shouldn't do it at all. Let me say that again. If we do not know whether it's God that's given it to us, we should not do it. We should be quiet. Praise the Lord. The Bible says do it. And, 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 and notice what it says in proportion to his faith meaning that whatever you prophesy about prophecy is not only foretelling it, it involves forth telling telling forth the word of God it should be within the body of faith the word of God is called the faith are you, are you getting what I'm saying so if that's your gift the Bible says do it amen within the boundaries of the faith and ensure that God told you to do it or be quiet. I believe in prophecy. I just don't believe in flippancy. <laughs> I believe in prophecy. Amen. But I don't believe in just flippantly speaking. Not being directed by God. 
because you feel like doing it. Amen? What's the next gift here? We are told that the next gift is ministry. That's the same word we get the word deacon from. If your gift is ministry, deacon service, then do it excellently. Whatever it may be, do it excellently. Do you know on Sunday mornings, I rush to come into this building, Sunday mornings, because whenever I enter the door, the smell is so relaxing. Because the individual who takes the time to clean this building does such a wonderful job. It smells like going into a hotel. It smells so good because, because it is done how? Excellently. And so I look forward to come here on Sunday mornings. Are you with me, saints? James does a wonderful job taking care of the Lord's property. And that's what happens when you do things the way God wants you to do it. Excellently. People are attracted to excellence. Everybody is. What's the next gift we have here? Teaching. If your gift is teaching, then go ahead and teach. Teach here means to instruct. Mm -hmm. It means to instruct. Uh, what else we have? If your gift is exhortation, then do what? Go ahead and exhort. Encourage one another. Encourage people to practice what they have been taught. That's what the gift is about. You've been taught this. Just encourage them. You know the best. You know what to do. You know what's right. Go ahead and encourage them. What our next gift is giving. <laughs> giving. <laughs> he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, excellence. In other words, don't tell the entire world I gave a thousand dollars. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you just got your reward. People are going to say, ooh, wow, we give a lot. And that's all you're going to get. But if you do it with simplicity, you give and you remain quiet. Praise the Lord. Then the Bible says your reward is sure. Amen. So if you're giving, give with simplicity. Some people are just liberal givers. Amen. I'm believing God for everybody in this church to be liberal givers. Praise the Lord. Our next gift is rule. He that ruleth, rule with Diligence. The word rule here means to lead. Lead. You know, leaders sometimes get frustrated. So you got to be diligent in your leading. You don't just pack up and leave because what you say or what you advise was not embraced. No, you got to be diligent because people have a will. And you got to work with people and their will. Even God respects people's will. Well, for some reason... In this generation, we believe that God just override people's will. No, God doesn't do that. No. God respects. The Bible says it is God's will that none should perish, but all should repent and accept Jesus Christ. Isn't that God's will? That's his will. Is that happening all the time? No, because people have a will to say yes, Lord, or no, Lord. Does that mean God is not sovereign? He's sovereign. But he respects people's will. Well... Let me move on here. That's a whole different topic. The doctrine of sovereignty. The sovereignty of God. Like, you know, God is the one who gives us a will and he respects our will. Amen? Praise the Lord. So if you, if you lead, lead with diligence. Don't become discouraged and feel like giving up. But persevere. The next gift is mercy. Mm? Some people are just merciful. Hear me, brothers and sisters. They are not pushovers. They are merciful. It's a gift from God. And it's something that the ordinary human mind cannot understand. 
People who are merciful are considered weak. No, they are not weak. <laughs> it is a gift from God. It is a compassion that's rare. It's a compassion that extends to people from God. So as you, because you don't understand that, the automatic response is to criticize and disrespect. No, you're disrespecting God. God has graced people that way. You're not like that. And you better thank God that person is like that. Because they may be with you. I'm just joking. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? saying? Some people are just graceful. Mm-hmm. Because it's a gift from God. Mercy is a gift. And the Bible says, if you're merciful, then show mercy. If you've been endowed by God. And do it how? Excellently. Do it how? Excellently. Do it like Jesus did. Because you are anointed to do that. You'll be surprised, brothers and sisters, when we go to heaven, how many people will be rewarded just like ministers. For some reason, everybody thinks standing here is the real gift. No, 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 no. No, I just name you some of the gifts. Praise the Lord. The gift of giving. You'll never know. The Bible says the only way you, the only way you can take something to heaven is by giving it to the kingdom of God. There are people who give millions to the kingdom of God. You and I do not know. I'm talking about millions. Some people leave to give. That's what pleasurizes them. Some preachers can barely give. Well, let me move on here. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Glory be to God. Ooh, Lord, we give you praise. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, I'm asking you tonight, as we embark on 2021, identify your gift and do like Jesus did to the point where you live a response in people that you cannot do on your own. Because you'll be doing it with God. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You know, you, you, earlier on, earlier on I said, I said this. Just like Jesus ministered, if you're on a worship team, you're also a minister. You're a minister of worship. And you sing, and you praise, and you lead just like Jesus preached. To the point where people, you see people. This is what, this is what uh, Jeremiah said. Oh God, I give you praise. Jeremiah chapter 5. Do you have, I think it's somewhere verse 14, 15. Jeremiah was called and then he asked God, he said, God, can you make my words like fire? And he said, can you make people's soul like wood so my word can consume? I think it's Jeremiah chapter 5 somewhere. Lord, I give you praise. In Jeremiah chapter 5, somewhere in there, it talks about Jeremiah asking God to, to do exactly what Jesus did when he preached. Just forgot to identify the text before I brought it here. Is it Jeremiah chapter 5? Chapter 5 verse 14. That's what it says. Wonderful, yes. Jeremiah, he said, Wherefore thus saith the Lord, God of hosts, because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth like fire, and this people would, and it shall what? Devour them. That's our goal for 2021. As we deliver, whatever we do for God, it will come out like fire. And on the other end, whoever is receiving it, it will devour them to the point where God is glorified and the devil horrified. Amen? At the servicing, the preaching, the serving of God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And so that is why, brothers and sisters, that's what I, I believe in my heart the Lord wanted us to start with for 2021. Go out with excellence this year. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And Father, I pray that this word will be etched on the canvas of our memories tonight, even as we live here. Lord, even times when we feel tired and discouraged and disappointed, we'll be able to push through 
Because our goal is to deliver with excellence. We ask for your strength, Father. We cannot do this without you. And so we ask for your strength tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. If you're looking tonight, praise the Lord. If you're looking tonight and you are not saved and you're thinking, brothers and sisters, uh, uh, 2021 is started. I need to do something different. Yes, you need to. You need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or decide to serve God excellently. Excellently this year. If you would do so, can you pray with me? Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior. I accept him tonight as my Lord and Savior. I accept him tonight as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.